episode number 196 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We are recording on February the 26th, 2023. My name's Eric, host of the show based in Southern Ontario, hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, and of course, computer geek. As a first responder, witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events, started a small preparedness company to help people get better prepared for at least 72 hours, if not longer. And I'm Jeff. I am based in central Ontario. I'm a target shooter, ham radio operator, general overall handyman, and weather nerd. I'm Pierre. I'm a tactical beard owner, based t-shirt merchant, government critique, and new world leader. And the reason we have to hit the explicit button quite often on the show. Yes. I should add that in my intro. <laughs> Probably should, yeah. <laughs> All right. If you want to help support the show and keep the Canadian Prepper podcast on the air, you can buy some swag. We've got the, the Canadian Prepper podcast t-shirt and the tactical Velcro patch available at prepperpodcast.ca. All the uh, proceeds help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. And if you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook and submit a review on iTunes. We also want your feedback, good or bad, or just if there's a topic you want us to cover, you can email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. All right, so we've got some uh, retrieving content for you in this episode. I'm going to start off with some recent news articles. We'll update you on what we've done for our personal preps, and then we're going to get into the main topic, uh, being overseas when shit hits the fan. Look at that. i got to hit the explicit button because of me first, Pierre, and not you. <laughs> Well, someone's got to carry on that torch. Uh, fair enough. All right, let's move into the news. Uh, I've just got one um, article and gain preparedness-wise and whatever. So there is still 300,000 people in southern Michigan uh, without power uh, from the ice storm back last Wednesday, Thursday, I believe. There was over 700,000 at the peak. Uh, of course, those 300,000 people... Most of them aren't prepared, so they're complaining and whining and, you know, calling emergency services, where's my power, and um, complaining about all the food they've lost and how they're cold, and yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, fair enough. I've been talking to a couple of ham radio operators here over the last couple of days, which I know was strange for me, but uh, they've all been kind of commenting too on that uh, that bad weather that's come through and it's caused quite a bit of damage in places. I know in uh, southwestern Ontario, they had a pretty good amount of power poles down in one location. It's uh, it's wreaked some havoc, but uh, you know it, it does happen this time of year. Yeah, it was just outside of St. Thomas and it was uh, actually Centennial Avenue down, which runs outside of St. Thomas. They had 23 uh, poles come down, either either snapped or fallen right over. So last I knew, um, I believe they're they're fine now. But yeah, they were out Friday night. They were still waiting for uh, for the repairs to be finished. And you know, hey, it's uh, it's part of Mother Nature. It happens every year, right? The uh, winter happens uh, all the time, and this kind of thing happens. So it's kind of why we do the whole preparedness thing, right? If, uh, if only there was a podcast that would relate some information on something to yeah, do something, to kind of be be I mean, ready for that kind of situation. Yeah, I mean, but it's, I mean, we're poking a dead horse here because I think they got no power to get all the info. I mean, oh, right, you do that hold. after the after the situation happens is when you start to get the info. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, let's move into what we've done lately for preps. 
Uh, not a heck of a lot. Uh, I did some uh, food prep, did my uh, my monthly Costco run, slapped myself in the, the pocketbook for that one, um, <laughs> and uh, did some fuel rotation. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, for uh, myself, I kind of already uh, mentioned that uh, I've been hopping on the HF radio here the last couple of days. So, uh, yeah, I've been playing a little bit of ham radio. Haven't really been on the air in the last little while. So, kind of warming the uh, the rig up here and getting her uh, fired up again. So, I was able to get some contacts even this morning into uh, about central U.S. And then uh, actually got a couple in Spain as well. So, that was, uh, was kind of fun. There's a couple of Spain stations that were doing parks on the air there. So, they had taken their rig mobile and set up in a park somewhere random. And I was able to talk to them at uh, actually really good signal uh, quality. So that was, uh, that was fun. And then uh, today I was actually able to uh, meet up with the local prepper group here. So we do a, uh, a once a month uh, Sunday meeting at the a coffee shop and uh, yeah, it was good. A couple of new faces came out, lots of really good conversation. And it's, uh, it's always nice to just sit down with uh, like-minded people and uh, just have a coffee and chat. So we talked about all kinds of things from EMP to ham radio to um, chickens and turkeys and, and butchering and you name it. Uh, there was all kinds of good chat going on and yeah, it was nice to nice to see everybody. And like I said, we had a couple of new faces come out too. So it's always good to have a, a few new people come out and, and join the group and just uh, add their uh, their knowledge and skills to the conversation. Yeah, I like, uh, I'm sorry I had to miss today. I, I, I agree. I've... Yeah gone to that same prepper group and uh it's nice to to have conversations with with the like-minded people and pick their brains for ideas and they're coming after you for ideas and yeah a lot of a lot of good chatter goes on there and i got the nerd about ham radio so i was happy <laughs> big surprise there i know right yeah um We've done preps. Um, we did a crap load of organizing for the wedding coming up because we decided that we don't want to pay someone to do a bunch of the stuff and we're going to do it ourselves. So now we need to figure out how we're going to fit all that stuff in the house and do a bunch of it. Um, so we got that. Um, got back out to the range. Finally got my rifle on paper, even though that was a, I mean, I'll say disaster just because it costs so much on ammo, but I mean, it was also fine because it's, more rounds through the rifle which was nice um started doing some food now, preparation now, now what we really need to know though pierre is how actually <laughs> big was the piece of paper oh my I, gosh, I, I for you I'm, I'm anticipating about a six by six sheet you can barely hit it um yeah. <laughs> was, it, was so, it you was it you on paper or mel depends which time both well, she didn't come time. the second time well, she didn't come the second time, right? So yeah. So nothing, so, like, on, nothing up, on paper the second time. Got it. Okay. Well, she didn't come the second time, but she was on paper the first time. Because he didn't want to get shown up the second time. That's uh, why. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> until I get on paper, then we'll then we'll start competing. Um, but no. But I had, I don't know, man. It was just a disaster. I'm like, I sighted it in at like 15 yards. Got it on paper. Got this. Got that. Okay, everything's good. I was like, I'm like, you know a half inch grouping, you know, three shots. It's like, if I go out to a hundred yards, like I'm good here. Like, yeah, I'll have to adjust elevation or whatever. But no, I had two targets side by side. And I'm like, I, I can't get on paper. It doesn't matter if I'm hitting like bottom right, bottom left, top right, top left. Like I'm nowhere on paper. I'm like, this is making no sense. So it took a little while, but 
I, I got it on paper and I got it pretty uh, dead on, so I'm, I'm pleased with that. Um, and then we're doing uh, food prep. So when we go for our honeymoon, our daughter's staying at home. So we're getting some food prepped for us as well as uh, make it easier for, you know, the meals while we're gone for the week. Um, so, yeah, we're just slowly starting that process. So it's not, uh, you know, cook for 20 hours a day for three days right before we leave. Very nice. Are you going overseas by chance for the honeymoon? Mm, buddy, I've got an episode for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we're, we're, we're going not. Yeah, we're not going too too far from home. A uh, nice oh, little spot you. we found last year and nice. or whatever, but we're uh, staying for longer this year. So nice. nice. Oh, this uh, this episode will still apply. So yes, awesome. Well. With that, uh, let's move into the main topic. We kind of gave it away here. Uh, so this evening we figured we'd talk about, uh, you know, what happens if uh, shit hits the fan and you are, say, overseas or you're a good distance away from home uh, with the whole COVID restrictions things finally uh, lifting and people are starting to move around again and being able to vacation, get away from home. We're seeing a lot more people uh, on the move and doing just that. Uh, so, uh, and especially with things being a little bit, uh, oh, what's the best way to put it, um, chaotic right now in the world, it's uh, probably a good idea to, to have a plan if you are going to be traveling. So we figured we'd talk about that tonight and uh, how we would uh, put a plan together, what we would kind of think about and uh, some best practices. So... We'll just throw the scenario out there that um, we are traveling. It could be any destination you want. It could be, you know, Mexico or Paris or down the street or a couple of cities over uh, on vacation away from home. And all of a sudden uh, shit hits the fan. You've got to get home or figure something out to, uh, to get out of Dodge. Um, I'll open it up to the panel here and we can have a discussion about what we think some best practices are and, and what, uh, what we would do, what we would look for, maybe what we wouldn't do. And uh, we'll go from there. And live chat too, if you want to jump in, absolutely hop in the, in the comments. So I was going to say, uh, before you leave, so let's not jump the gun here. So before you leave, uh, make sure that you your important documents um, that you don't need to take with you, such as a passport or whatever, are in a safe place and that somebody knows where they are in case you're stranded, you can't get back, something happens, whatever. Um, if say it's just you on a business trip, your family's still home, have someone in your mag responsible for your family if you can't get home right away. So I know it's odd to talk about, but have a plan in place. What? Uh, where to Come meet. on. <laughs> I know where, where, where to meet, where to go, where maybe some important items are located in your residence. Um, if you really trust the person and depending on the shit hit the, the fan scenario um you may or may not want to make sure that they have the combo to your uh secure uh item space uh, aka your gun safe um so, only yeah, if you can get on paper <laughs> you probably shouldn't know the code right now pierre from the sounds of it yeah mm. no i don't think so <laughs> yeah There'd be a lot of friendly fire going on. <laughs> oh, buddy, you're safe. I can't hit shit. We'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, start there. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, Jeff, you bring up a good point in regards to uh, travel documents and stuff and leaving, uh, leaving a copy with, uh, with a trusted person, because you really, you don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, people tend to travel with those important documents with them. And then, you know, nine times out of 10, you lock them up in the hotel room or you, you leave them somewhere secure when you're, uh, when you're out and about at whatever destination you're at. And if something happens and you can't get back to that point and you don't have those documents, at least there's somebody back home that you can eventually get a hold of that can forward those to some, uh, some form of authority or somebody that's going to help you uh, get back to, uh, back to home. And it just makes life way, way easier. If you've got, you're able to present a copy of the documents, at least and have your photo and all the appropriate numbers. So you can be uh, looked up in a, in a system, et cetera, because yes, I know nobody likes to be in a system. You don't want to be on a list, but surprise you're on one because you've got a passport and a driver's license. So it's, it's going to be there. So it's always good to have copies of those and, and leave them with a trusted party to be able to uh, retrieve them. If you're in a really, really bad situation and you're not able to get your originals for whatever reason. And I see Caroline in the, uh, in the live chat here uh, mentions as well, uh, have a digital copy of your documents with you in case you lose your passport or other, other ID. Yeah. Most of us are not going to leave our, uh, our hotel room or, or wherever we're staying uh, without, uh, that little fun tracking device that we all pay for, uh, AKA your cell phone. Um, yeah. So we even have copies of that ID on that device, um, you know watch the cybersecurity episodes that we've done to probably secure said ID. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it can't hurt to have it uh, as well if it's uh, stored in a, in a safe uh, location on those devices, I would suggest encrypted. But uh, that's me just going one extra step. And, uh, you know, but having it with you, because like I said, nobody really leaves anywhere now without that little tracking device that we all like to carry around with us. And some even carry two or three. Yes. And Joe, uh, Joe in the live chat here says the same thing. Uh, what about uh, taking pictures of your documents with your phone as a backup? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like we said, just make sure that it's uh, it's stored securely because you don't want those documents to get into uh, hands that they shouldn't be in, especially if you've taken them as a backup and nothing happens and then you're traveling back home and for whatever reason, those documents end up uh, in hands they shouldn't be in. You don't want them... You don't want that happening because then you get into ID theft and all that kind of fun stuff. So just keep that in mind if you're going to be backing your stuff up, who uh, can actually access it. Let's see. Uh, so I've got here just a priority one. If uh, if something does happen, so you're at that vacation destination, uh, a major event happens, I say priority one is lay low, get out of sight. You know, you don't want to be drawing attention to yourself and, and people uh, realizing that you're around. Uh, gray man theory, right? Get out of sight. Don't be seen and start planning now like uh, or putting your plan in place. So you shouldn't be planning then. You should be putting your plan in place, uh, starting to assess, you know, what's going on, what uh, what's happening and how am I going to react to this? Uh, just because everybody around you is freaking out saying the world's coming to an end doesn't necessarily mean that's actually what's happening. Could be uh, could be a, a big uh, big situation that uh, just doesn't require you to react at all, except the lay low, get out of uh, get out of dodge, and just not be seen for a bit. It might be a situation where, yeah, you absolutely have to get out now. Um, so be prepared to kind of analyze that and see what's actually going on, uh, and then act like immediately. Like go get your core group together, get your plan in place, and and assess what's happening, and then 
once you've assessed and you've come to a conclusion that a, okay, this is something that, you know, we can kind of lay low for stay where we are right now. We don't have to, uh, we don't have to get a dodge right this second, uh, but we'll just kind of, you know, stay out of, uh, stay out of the spotlight. Uh, or if, uh, if you come to the assessment that, uh, yeah, this is priority one, we got to get the heck out of here. We got to get the heck out of here now. Uh, then stick with that and just go and get out of the spot that you're in. Uh, cause everybody else is most likely going to be in that shock value time, right? They're going to be sitting around still either at the swim up bar going, yeah, I'm not leaving. This is my vacation. You, I don't care. I'm, I want another mojito, right? Uh, or they're going to be sitting around with the whole, well, it can't happen to me mentality. Um, this can't be something that's going to affect us. We're just going to stay put and then you'll get the mass exodus down the road. So, uh, if you get to the point of, yep, I got to go, we we've decided as a group, it's time to go get to the airport, get to the transit, get to whatever it is, uh, uh that's going to get you home right away. Beat the crowds, right? Yeah, that was, that was one of the things that I was, I was looking at was if, if you needed to leave, how can you leave train? Yep a bus, depending on the disaster, you may or may not be able to, or what the situation is, you may or may not be able to get on a plane. Planes may be grounded. You may not, yep. but still, um, maybe even before, uh, something happens, just know where, where to go. So know where the mm-hmm. transit stations are, know where the, uh, the bus terminal is, know where the airports are. Yep. Um, and you know, be prepared to walk for possibly a couple of days to maybe get out of the initial, big area that you you may be in if it's a, a larger city or an area and or maybe even get out of that country and into uh into another country across the border where you've got an opportunity to get out um that is of course if you are not deciding like eric says to be the gray man and just stay put and stay out of sight um again obviously you know eric touched on it uh, evaluate the situation what what is the situation what what is happening um don't panic but don't i guess debate it or or whatever for days on end yeah look at your situation make up make us make a fairly quick decision and 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 stick with your decision and go don't be second guessing it yep nine times out of ten people say you get a gut feeling about something 90 percent of the time you're right so Take that 10% if you're wrong, so be it. Yeah, yeah you, you make a good point too, Jeff, about uh, just knowing your area. Because, you know, nine times out of 10 when you're a tourist, you like to switch your brain off, rely on local transport. You know, you, you land somewhere in the airport, you, you show up in a train or whatever, you call the taxi, uh, the travel agency that you've lined up for your trip has made all the arrangements to get a bus to take uh, you and whatever group that they've booked to the resort. Um, you, you Uber, you, you do something like that. And really you just jump in it, you go and you get to your destination. And usually you're not paying attention to where you're going, how you got there or anything like that. Cause really you don't care. You're, you're on vacation, right? It's time to switch the brain off yeah. and, and just relax, but take that, take that five minutes and just have a look at a, at a map, uh, have a look at a couple landmarks as you're traveling and go, okay, I remember passing this statue. I remember this billboard. I remember this funny looking building, right? I have a quick look at a map just to kind of get it in your mind of where you've been and how to get back to that location because you might not have that transportation as an option depending on what the situation is so i think that was a a good point 
you guys have a complete different view of how I would do this. So I'm only going to go to really, really crappy places where I become the fucking boss. doesn't matter what the scenario <laughs> is. Like, just go to, like, this really shady area where, like, a person that can, like, speak and, like, walk normally or whatever. Just, like, shit hits the fan scenario. Just be like, all right, that's it. I'm king now. I'm the ruler. And you're probably better off a little bit golden than where you came from. <laughs> <laughs> Oh jeez! I knew we brought you on the show for a reason, Pierre. Yeah, yeah, no, comic, but like comic you know, relief. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, so right, like that's the thing. So like, where you go on to travel, like yep. everything you guys said, right? Like, uh, you know, you you can trust all these websites all you want, and it's like, you no, know, you go to this like this really fancy resort, five star, everything catered, butler, you know, prim proper, you know, way out of my normal forte of. I can't wear shorts to supper, but <laughs> but I'm wondering it could where the be, macaroni and cheese is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Like like where's the spaghetti and meatballs? It's like no, we've got like this weird butternut squash souffle thing, and I'm like, what? Like it doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> but but also also understanding the area that like even though this is a five star resort and everything, like you could be like less than a kilometer of like the worst place in this area. But there's just, you know, an understanding of like, you guys do what you do, but keep it over there. And we're going to do what we do here to, you know, keep the economy going. And then you guys do your shady stuff, which keeps the economy going and all that. But I'm like, it won't take much for that barrier to just break. And, you know, that really bad area or really sketchy area or questionable people and ethics and everything to just cross that line to, you know, where you think you're safe. Oh, well, I'm on the resort. I'm safe. I'm like, I've been to a resort where I'm like, there's a guy standing at the gate where I'm like, mm-hmm. if like 20 people start walking, like he's not going to stop 20 people. Right. So j- understanding that whole scenario of like, okay, well, I want to go to Cancun, Mexico, Jamaica, you know, wherever it is that you're going, you know, kind of trying to do some research and realize like, okay, where's the resort? You know, is it strictly resort where it's like 20 kilometers next to the next town where people, you know, from where you're visiting live or is it like half a kilometer and you're like going to like the straight up ghetto but like you know they've just come to an agreement where they keep that separate but i'm like it it may not take much for people from that area where i'm like you know they can't get food for two days but they know the resort has a week's worth of food fully stocked too yep yeah fully stocked and everything and a bunch of rich tourists who have money yep yep exactly so you know i mean I make jokes about being the new founder of who knows where the hell I'm going, but, <laughs> but you know, everybody is like, yeah, you want, know, you want all your documents on this and that and everything, but like understanding where you're going, the scenario around where you're going. Um, if you want to, you know, everybody wants to take this, you know, this tour and that tour off of whatever resort, you know, it, it, it sucks. Everybody, you know, finds their time precious and everything. But I'm like, if you're going to dedicate a week and, you know, $6,000 per person to go do this really fancy thing, you know, what's two, three days out of your time to really look into the ins and outs of the area you want to go visit. You know, it's got a really cool cave, but you not might not make it out of the cave is probably not mm-hmm. the best way to say, I want to go look at that cave. <laughs> yeah. 
Right? Well, that's a that's a really good point. Uh, just understanding kind of the the political side of what's going on in the the various country that you're visiting, and really kind of the layout of yeah, you're you're 100 right. In some locations, some popular tourist spots, literally, it's hands off. Don't screw with the tourists because they're they're bringing money into the economy here. Yep. But yeah, if something goes south and there's a really bad situation, you're 100 percent right that all of a sudden they don't care because yeah, the economy is just gone for a dump right and now there is yeah this fancy resort that's normally hands off but yeah you you said it's full of resources (laughs) yeah and full of uh full of tourists that uh yeah like jeff was mentioning have money and uh and and whether it's the money but guess what they've all got clothes they've all got this they've all they've all got reason you're right the resort has a bunch of stuff but i'm like if you're there with your two three kids They've got a week's worth of clothes with you and their kids need clothes. Now your kid may not end up with, right? Like even as simple as that, right? Like you, you have, you have shoes. Yeah. Today's, you know, everything has collapsed and they were like, you know what? I'm getting me a pair of fucking shoes. You may be the target Mm -hmm. on those pair of shoes. That's a good point. Yeah. Just, just understand, you know, things we a hundred percent take for granted living in, you know, Canada, us, um, developed yep. worlds where you, know, you, you take your kid to the dollar store and just be like, what do you want? You know, craft yep. stuff, supplies, this, that. Most people, you know, have got fresh clothes, you know, first day of school, outfits and everything. Some places that may not be the scenario where I'm like, it may not take much for them to decide that today's the day I want a new pair of shoes to me. Yeah. That's a really good point. And that, that, in my opinion, goes back to what we said at the the sort of the beginning is apply your level of assessment. If you're in that resort and things are crumbling and you're in the back of your mind saying the locals are going to come and if I don't give them my kids shoes, they're just going to shoot me. Should you be there? Then you have to look at, you know, is it safe to get out? How do I get out? Where do I go? That whole but. You, you've, you're going to have to weigh which which scenario you end up wanting to be in. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Scott in the live chat uh, here has left us with a quick scenario too, uh, just in regards to let's go back to just a bad storm coming through a resort that you're uh, you're attending for a vacation. Uh, you've you've caught wind that it's that it's coming. Grab a few extra items from the buffet ahead of time. Leave them in your room in the bar fridge, and. Uh, that way you don't have to really leave during the worst of it. You've got everything kind of stocked up. So it's like a, a mini, a mini food prep in your hotel room. Great idea. Yeah. A lot of people are probably yeah. going to do that, but a lot of people aren't as well. So uh, if you're catching wind of it ahead of time, stock up a little bit of extra. What's the, what's the harm, right? I, I don't disagree. So when I went to Jamaica right before going to bed and the bar closed, I made sure to grab about four or five ounces of Bailey's so I could have Bailey's and coffee in the morning before the bar nice. reopened. Uh-huh. Yeah, the bar it's closes. Like it's just, That's sad. Yeah, the one we were at. Yeah, but I mean, it opened up at like ten, but I'm like, we were up at like eight, and I'm like, oh, so yeah, we'd have like three, four coffees or whatever. But yeah, like if it's an all inclusive, this that, like yeah, take it the go thing, take this, take that. I mean, if it's not all, you know, you got to pay for the meals or whatever. Maybe budgeting that, you know, buying two meals per person extra or ahead of time that you're planning. And being able to, you know, stock that, 
you know, if you've got an ice machine right outside your door, uh, fill your bathtub full of ice and put the food in there. If you don't have a fridge or the power goes out, I mean, yeah, scoop up all the ice before yep. it all melts and, you know, do what you can to keep it cool or whatever, depending on the, the food. But there's so many scenarios and so many oh, things yeah. I probably shouldn't say online. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Joe, Joe in the live chat here as well has a really, really good point. We haven't touched on yet. I uh, just said, uh, I think it'd be a good idea to save the location of your country of origins, embassy, a location to an offline map. Uh, Google maps, for example, uh, allows you to save maps on your phone. Great idea. Yeah. Or even grab a, grab a map at uh, one of the little tuck shops or something. They're at the airport when you yeah. land and just find it on that map and have it circled and, and get an idea as to where it is in regards to where you are. Fantastic yeah. idea. That's uh, yeah. Cause if you, if you really are in a bad, bad spot, it's a good idea to get there if you can't get anywhere else. Right. hundred percent. And, and I don't disagree with saving it on your phone, but like you just mentioned, get a little map, figure yeah. out how to get, you know, someone some way of, you know, circling where that embassy is and, yep. You know, that bus driver that brings you out there, you know, maybe circle the embassy afterwards, find out where it is first. But like, hey, where are we going on the resort compared to the airport? And he can circle yeah. that. And when you sit down, you can circle where the embassy is. So you can kind of get, okay, you know, you can figure out your bearings with the sun going up, sun going down, where the water is yep. and all that stuff or whatever. So, yeah, you know, just let's say it's an EMP scenario. You know, you might not be able to find that pin on your phone, but you can buy yep, a map for... Yep. You know, penny, pennies on the dollar in comparison to trying to figure it out with no map and no cell phone. Yep. And you bring up a really good point too, Pierre, about uh, just using some local knowledge. Talk to the bus driver, you know, as, uh, as they're driving uh -huh. you places, talk to them, see what, the, see what they have to say. Um, talk to the local uh, concierge at the, at the hotel, ask them yep. about, you know, anything about the area. What's, uh, you know, what do they yep. suggest for, for getting around? What are they, uh, what are some good tour spots? What are some spots to avoid? Um, what do you need to know about the area? Ask about some history. You know, there's strike up a conversation with some of the locals that work there. They're probably going to be more than happy to talk to you because you're showing some interest in where they live and they're going to yep. give you some valuable Intel. If, if anything, you're just going to learn some, some neat things about the area and never have to use it. But if, uh, if something happens, you've got, you've got one up on pretty much everybody else at the hotel that hasn't bothered to ask questions or learn about the local area. And you'll kind of know where to go, what to avoid. Um, they might even be able to point you towards the embassy if you're chatting and you just out of curiosity, where is it? Uh, yeah. So, you know, no harm in, in just striking up a conversation and who knows what you're going to learn from, from some of the locals. You'll find out way more from the locals as long as yeah. they're, you know, especially if you go to a resort, right? Like they get paid, they, you know, the more information you give them, the yeah. better time they give you, the more you're going to recommend it to someone and the better their common amigos and the more people book there and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, they've yeah. got no reason to really steer you the wrong way, but, you know, just being friendly to people, you know, yeah. the locals like, hey, you know, depending where you go, um, depending on the resorts, like, um, <clears throat> we did it, or I did this when I went to Jamaica and I know Mel has done it when I think she went to Cuba or whatever, but I'm like, if you're going to a resort and you're just unsure, depending on the country, I'm like, just bringing a bunch of stuff for the people that clean your room <laughs> to give to their kids. Yep. And I mean, like go to the dollar store and spend $20 
and you will have 99% of the time you will have the best service in the world because it's very hard for them. It's very hard for them to just get coloring paper and markers and crayons. So, you know, thinking ahead of time of being like, Hey, if I spend 20, 30, $40 at the dollar store, um, and something happens and you end up meeting the person that has been there for Mm -hmm. a few days and you know what, you really helped me out to look after my kids. You know, it may be a check in the box that uh, Mm -hmm. you may have an extra insight on anybody there that just doesn't care and says, do your job and, you know, thinks nothing of them. Um, Yeah, that's a really good point. You might have uh, made a a quick local friend that way, right? A a quick ally that you may not even realize that you've made until uh, all of a sudden things are going bad and they're whispering in your ear going, hey, come this way. You help us out. I'll, yeah, I'll help and, you out now. And Scott mentioned something in the, the chat there. He says about yep. the local pharmacy, but I was thinking, I mean, on top of that, where's the, where's the local care center? You need, yeah. you need yeah. medical care. You need, where's the, you know, I don't know, hospital, critical care center, yeah. whatever yep. they want to call it. Um, walk-in clinic, maybe. Yeah. The local pharmacy. Um, Depending on the country and the status of that country and all that, I may want to avoid interacting with local law enforcement. Yep. Um, <laughs> depending on, uh, on like yep. I said, with the, the country and all of that, they yep. some of them don't have much of a reputation for uh, for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you, they may yep. they may not be the people you want to go consult with. Um, it's true, but. Yeah, I mean, some of them see a tourist and, you know, can think of, hey, that's an extra easy, you know, this guy might pay us a hundred bucks to get out of it. And for them, a hundred bucks is night and day, a month's worth of pay, you know, in whatever funds, Canadian, US dollars that you normally train. Yeah. And, you know, and you're only there for a week. You don't want to deal with going to jail or going to court, whatever. So I'm like, yeah, there is that potential of being exploited as, you know, a tourist to unfortunately law enforcement, certain people of whatever. So yeah, like you gotta be careful, man. It's crazy. Yeah. That's why you just want to go to a really bad area where you're going to be the fucking boss. (laughs) (laughs) Swinging back around to, uh, the event happening and, and whatever it may be, um, it's um, and we're, we're running on the assumption it's happened in the area that you were visiting, uh, and we've kind of focused on getting the points of just getting out. So getting to that uh, uh, airport or getting to the train station or getting to a way out, uh, that might not be an option. It might simply yeah. be just getting to the next town over, or getting to a couple of towns over, or getting to the next major point. Um, so that's where getting a little bit of local intel comes into play and learning about, okay, I can't get to the airport if I can't get to the train station. The embassy is not an option for me. I can't get there. How do you get to the next uh, vacation destination, the next location that's safe for tourists to go to? Uh, because like Pierre mentioned a few times, a lot of places, uh, tropical destinations that we're uh, vacationing to, uh, yeah, the, the hands-off rule could be very much so out the window for the tourists. So learning about those areas that you can go to, like what's my next safe spot to get to if I can't get to the airport or I can't get to the train station or I don't have a way to get out. Um, and again, it's, you know, it's a bit of a damper thinking about this stuff before you go away on that vacation. Uh, but 
it may pay yeah, yeah. Uh, pay for itself uh, tenfold, right? Yeah. yeah, especially if you end up king. Yeah, <laughs> or even um, true. You know, yeah. a, a scenario, and, and Pierre mentioned it that you know, making friends with somebody who works at the resort and giving a something for the kids, whatever. Something's really bad. Maybe that friend you just made will take you into their residence and provide you some yep. cover or some protection or somewhere yep. to lay low and not be seen till stuff blows yep. over or whatever gets you out yep. of that, that where, where the resort would have been a no go. And now it's a go. They get you out of there. And um, yep. 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 even if they just say like, just go sit in the corner and like, don't make noise. We don't have enough food to give you. You can survive quite a while without food. It's no fun, but it's better. But at least you got a roof. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're out of that hazard. If you go to a scenario, right. And I mean, like going on a complete side thing without trying to pack a whole other suitcase of supplies that you need, but like trying to figure out where you, you know, you get to your resort, you know, look at the room setup, look at the doors, Mm -hmm. how they lock, um, might be good to bring like some, you know, three, three and a half inch screws and a little uh, battery operated handheld drill that you might be able to barricade a door real easy. If or at least be. scope out where the maintenance uh, maintenance person keeps their tools or where there's a maintenance closet. Yeah, right. Um, if there's something, I mean, most resorts probably have, you know, a tree branch somewhere that you might be able to put across your door with a few screws in. In comparison to most people, if it's extremely hard to get in, you may get skipped. Um, yeah. Not saying that someone else is less important than you, but uh, in, in this scenario, like me and my family is uh, priority number one. Not yeah. um, you know Ethel you gotta, you gotta... two doors down. <laughs> like you know, like like yep. at the end of the day, right? Like it, it's very hard to wrap your head around that. But I mean, like at the end of the day, like. I'm, I'm not going to go help someone. I don't know if it's going to jeopardize me or my family. Um, but, and you have to be prepared to make that choice too. It's a hard one to make and it's a hard mindset yeah. to get into, but yeah. you, you have to be willing to kind of get that mindset in place of, Hey, yeah. you know what? Something bad's happened here and it's uh, everyone for themselves, which is a terrible scenario to be in. But if you can harden yeah. your, uh, yourself and, kind of ride it out well you know what it is what you got to do right yeah. it, it sucks it's not, half... it's not the way we think usually yeah. but no but they, I mean, they've only no, got a no... half hour oh. go ahead jeff no i was gonna say it's it's kind of really no different than say your house um mm-hmm. yeah. making your house i, I mean if, if the bad guy or person wants in bad enough they're going to get in but if you make it difficult for them chances are pretty high they're just going to go to the next house and you know, so the, that that's kind of the same scenario. If, if they really want in, they're going to get in. But if you make it difficult, chances yeah. are they may just move on. Yeah, and even if we're not dealing with people breaking in and looting and stealing things and looking to, to hurt you or whatever, um, let's just take the scenario of a storm coming through. Being able to put that tree branch or that log or that uh, board or whatever you know is around across a door could simply prevent mother nature from breaking in and screwing all your stuff up. Right. It's not always going to be the person that's, uh, that's going to cause you some kind of problems. I know we're kind of focusing on people because yeah, you know what, honestly, people are shitty, but, um, 
you know what? Sometimes mother nature is the one you got to watch out for, right? Uh, it's not yep. always the, the people that are coming to get you. So it, it works for both scenarios. It works for the person scenario and it works for the, uh, the bad weather scenario as well of just fortifying where it is that you're going to, to stay. If you've decided to stay put and knowing how to secure it appropriately. Yeah. And, and also a quick word of advice. If it's a tsunami coming and you're on the ground floor, boarding up the door is probably not the best scenario. Yeah, you're probably going to want to not be on the ground floor. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I mean, so that's another thing. Like if you're booking, right? Like what would be the ideal floor where it's not too high yeah. if something happens, but not too low that if something happens, right? Like yep. understanding that, I mean, most places you can make requests, to, you know, I won't say demands, but yeah, a request like, hey, I'd like to be on the, you know, third to yep. fourth floor. They can probably accommodate for it, and, you know, yep. 99 or 98% of scenarios. Um, yeah, it's all nice to like walk out of your door onto the beach, but you know, in certain scenarios, whether we're talking weather related, people related, or whatever, ground yep. floor kind of sucks for that. It's a big security issue, no matter what the scenario is yep. you're dealing with being on the ground floor. It's good yep. for some things, quick escapes and such, but. Yep. Sometimes the pros outweigh the cons. Sometimes the cons yeah. outweigh the pros. You got to kind of decide for yourself if the ground floor is going to be for you or not. Yeah, but just understanding that, you know, I'm a, the third floor up, I can probably figure out how to get on the ground fairly yeah. easy, fairly safely without breaking my mm -hmm. legs compared to being on the 15th floor. Right, just tie some sheets together. Or this, that, like, there, there's lots of scenarios you can climb down or whatever. But it's probably easier. But I mean, third, fourth floor is probably safer than ground floor, depending on the scenario. Uh, I mean, pretty much every scenario we can think of, uh, ground floor is not nice unless you want to be first at the bar. I was going to say you, you know? can stumble on the ground floor very easily, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crawl back less... to it easy too. Yeah, yeah. A lot less but... stairs to fall down of. Yeah, this is true, which, which helps avoid yeah. a few, a few bad scenarios of just hurting yeah. yourself. But, right. but I mean, <laughs> we've, we've mentioned jokes about drinking nonstop or whatever, but I'm like, that's something else you got to worry about. Right. Yeah. Every, you're there on vacation. So you kind of want to let loose or whatever, but, uh, you got to be kind of the gray man and not be too, uh, crazy with, you know, cash in your pocket or wearing your fancy yep. jewelry or whatever and decide to just sit at a bar nonstop and do something because that could be the the scenario we're talking about where you know someone's just scoped you out and wants to scoop you up for something and now you got to figure yep. out how to escape right it's a good point uh, there's uh, there's yeah. all kinds of scenarios that uh that we can run into overseas on uh, yeah. on trips uh, but cycling back around to like the whole tsunami or bad weather um, scenario, there's also a time where you just need to know that it's time to to listen to the authority figure that's telling you, hey, we need to go to this spot. Hey, we got to go to that spot. And you have to think about it and and be prepared to either accept the fact that you need to listen to um, the hotel staff or the the individual person at the hotel that is saying, hey, something bad's coming. We all need to go here. You need to be in the mindset of, are we listening to that person? Do we trust that, uh, that advice or is this something that we're not listening to? And we're going another way. Um, 
It's another thing to kind of yeah. pre-plan for and maybe be familiar with what happens in the area that uh, you're traveling to. Um, what type of natural disasters can happen? What do they look like? What are some ways that you can prepare for them? What are some ways you can be ready to either get away from them or be ready for them to hit when you're in that location. So then you can validate the information you're getting from the locals. Cause like I said earlier, people are shitty. Sometimes they are not going to give you valid information. Most likely no. uh, resort staff will be pointing you in the right direction because that's the, you know, they want you to come back and spend money again. Uh, but knowing what the proper protocol is for a given scenario and then being able to validate what you're being told is correct uh, can be worth its weight in gold because they might be telling you something that's not right just to get everybody in a certain area to say, you know, all right, we're shaking everybody down now. Money, jewelry, everything, kids' shoes, you know, yep. give it up, right? So just knowing what the proper protocol is for various scenarios could be really, really worth it. Yeah, and it's just like that movie Rat Race where if you didn't buy a squirrel, she gave you the wrong directions and you went down that hill mm-hmm. and crashed your car and all those signs saying, see, you should have bought a squirrel. Like that can happen. She seemed like a sweet old lady, but she, you didn't yep. want to buy a squirrel or nuts to feed the squirrels. And she sent you down a crazy path that could have been the end of you. Yep. So uh, see, know, uh, Scott, Scott's got a really good question in the live chat here. <laughs> do you travel with radio gear? Geez, Scott, I don't know. Do I? <laughs> so no, actually that's a, that's a quick that question. Is, that so is a really good point hand, though. No, but, so you having your ham license in Canada, is it an international license or is it a Canadian license? So there are international agreements. So you should check ahead of time as far as what the agreements are with the country you're traveling in. Like for example, Canada and the US have uh, uh, agreements with each other. Yeah. So I can use my call sign in the USA. Uh, I just have to call out my call and then slash whatever region I'm in for the U.S. Uh, vice versa for them, they can use their call signs here. So if you're in this, uh, if you're a U.S. license and you're here in Canada and Ontario, you put out your call sign slash ve3, and then that um, away you go. You can transmit uh, with all the the proper um, authority that you would have uh, in your home location or, or in the loca- in the country that you're in, according to the license or class that you have in the agreement. So you'd have to check all the documents as far as what your power limits are and, and what frequencies you can use because they do change. It's not like you travel to the States and you get all the, pr- the privileges of your Canadian license in the States. You have to conform to what the rules are in the agreement. But um, And there are other uh, countries overseas as well that uh, we have uh, rhetorical um, agreements with, uh, but you'd have to double check just to know what they are. Um, at minimum, I would just travel with a shortwave radio. So at least uh, at least you can tune in to, uh, to local radio if you need to. No. You can pick up uh, your single uh, single sideband frequencies on HF and at least listen. There might not be a need to transmit. There might be, depending on the situation you're in. Uh, but when you start traveling with hand gear, you start getting into uh, flight rules and stuff if you're flying. And uh, you run the risk of uh, you know going through security checkpoints and having stuff taken because they don't quite understand what it is. And, it just, it adds time to your travel. So if you're going to travel with radio gear, just, you know, add an extra hour or so to, to get through security with it. Um, but at minimum, I usually like to, to travel with at least a radio of some sort, maybe not one that can transmit with the, but like a shortwave or something that can at least pick up, uh, pick up frequencies in the area. So you can, you can listen to the local news and, and that kind of stuff. And, and hey, you know what the nerd in me just likes to be able to say, Hey, I could hear that Europe station that I can't hear at home. I can hear it while I'm here on vacation. But yeah, yeah, great question. Yeah, no, but that's that. I mean, that brings up a fantastic point of 
having radio, you can have a giant, you know, heads up or, you know, um, depending on the country you go to and everything, you know, that community that people probably have ham radios, you know, if it's a country similar to ours where you got to be, you know, on the list and this and that, it might not be all, um, you know, the bad people using that frequencies to do anything yep. that like you might be able to transmit, you know, and get to someone that is probably like minded and just being like, Oh my God, you know, Hey, I can help these peoples that are here trying to visit our country when something happened and yep. everything. Like, yeah, that, that brings up a, a good point that I never thought of. Yep. Like, I mean, that's cause I've decided I was going to a place where I would be King. But. <laughs> so everybody else could just give you the info. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> Uh, Joe, uh, Joe in the live chat here brings up a really good point too. Um, definitely check with the country of uh, that you're you're heading to. Uh, for example, uh, radios have to be registered if going into Cuba, and then sign off uh, on when leaving. Uh, so I don't think it's worth it for Cuba. Uh, too much attention, and yeah, he's got a really really good point there. That's going to draw a lot of attention to you that you don't necessarily want because um, again, you're going there to unwind and, and go on vacation. And hopefully everything we've talked about in this episode, you're not ever going to have to utilize, come across or, no. or, or deal with. Right. So having that attention on you from the get go is probably not worth it. So a little bit of research as to what you're bringing with you can go a long way to help, you know, not draw that attention to you uh, because for sure yeah. if something's going on and, uh, and they need a radio or they need some form of communications or something, guess who they're coming to because they know that you've brought one into the country. So or if you're, you know, depending on the country, if you're bringing that in, you've just put that, you might as well wear a hat with a big red light on the yep. top of it. Cause the, the first thing they're going to be is, well, why do you need a radio? What are you bringing a radio yeah. for? What Why are, are you, you here? Are you here yep. for a vacation or are you here to do something else? And are you a spy? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yep. No, it's a really, but, really good point. But even having the understanding of like, might not be a good idea to bring it with you, but um, depending on the scenario of where you are going, understanding what the local populace has as a market. Mm-hmm. Um, where can I get certain to, items? Yep. Yeah. Where can I get certain items? You know, okay. You know, we're going here, you know, we've got, we've budgeted for, you know, a thousand dollars per person for spending money for it's a big trip we're planning. Let's figure out yep. how to get an extra, you know, few hundred bucks, you know, in cash that, you know, maybe there's a market not too far or on one of those excavations we want to take that we can stop by a market and get a few of yep. those you know supplies that may not be so regulated to purchase there compared to bringing in there bringing them in yep um that you know it's a few hundred bucks you're willing to just gamble and you can get whatever in the first two days you're there and worst comes to worst you can't take it out of the country you know it's money yep. you're willing to part with similar to going to the casino or, you know, buying anything, um, maybe not buy your dream ham set radio stuff, like, <laughs> you know, whatever. But I mean, just, yeah. you know, those small little items that, you know, a radio, uh, this, that few things mm-hmm. that, you know, would are legal to acquire, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, you know, having, you know, being able to, excuse me, source some of that scenario out, compared to you bringing a bunch of stuff 
can also make a world of difference. I mean, it might yeah, get you on a different list. You know, people might be looking at what you're <laughs> buying there, but you know, hey, you know it's what? uh, it, it's a thing you can consider and think yep. of before heading out. Yeah, it, it gets back into your local intel, right? And learning what's around you and what uh, what's available to you, and it, it should be part of you just figuring out the local landscape and and you know your just your general overall what's in your area and what's available to you. So yeah, I think it's a great uh, great idea to just scout out. Uh, you know, if this were to happen, I can obtain this at the following location. May not ever happen, but at least you know. And it's research you can do ahead of time too. It's not like uh, we're saying you know, do all this the first three or four days of your vacation and all you have left is a couple of days to you know, sit around and wonder, is anything going to happen? Do I have to go do this? You, know, you can do all this research with the, the wonders of technology ahead of time now, which is nice. No. And then spend that first, uh, you know, that first day getting to know all the locals and chatting them up. And then, you know, after that, you're ready to go. Yeah. And I mean, uh, like, like you've mentioned before, one of the best scenarios or people you can talk to is those concierge people and people that book all the tours. Like, they know what's around. You know, be respectful, be nice. Hey, yeah. you know, do you guys have a local market around, you know, where you can get yeah. memorabilia to bring home, all that stuff. You can probably get most of the info that you need from those people. Um, yeah. And they're going to be more than happy to talk about where they live because they want to talk about it, right? Most of the time, yeah. anyways. Yeah. In most scenarios, yeah. I mean, for for many of these places that you might go do whatever, like having a resort there has been um, one of the best things on sliced bread for some of their economy. Yeah. And those little markets, you know, they thrive on, you know, dummy people yeah. that go there and... <laughs> You know, a, a local won't yep. pay more than a dollar for this, but a tourist yep. will pay $20 for this and no ends it for butts, right? So, I mean, yep. it could be a godsend. So, I mean, they're thinking just as much of like, hey, the more we get out, the more they advertise for this, like it, it helps, you know, a bunch of the economy in most scenarios to just, yep. you know, they're, they're in most cases not there to do anything bad for you or, you know, screw you over whatever scenario you want to talk about like they're all there to help because you're there for a vacation and they're happy you decided to pick where they are and where they live and everything to have that vacation and take that time exactly it's nice the kirk in the uh, the live chat here's got a a good point make sure you pack a multi-tool that has a can opener (laughs) and uh, locate a backup can opener on the grounds as soon as you arrive yes a hundred percent. You know what? Only thing that's missing is a backup nine volt CO2 detector. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's the only yep. thing that was missing in that. But yeah, yeah, you never know. Yep. You never know. That's true. And Kirk, I did see your uh, your comments up above in regards to uh, setting up the HF comp plan. We uh, we've got something in the works. It is most likely going to start in the summer versus the winter, just because it's nicer to set up uh, NVIS stuff in the nice weather than it is in the crappy freezing rain that we're getting right now. But uh, yeah, your, your email has not gone unnoticed. Did, uh, we did see it there. But, yeah, I think we've, uh, we've covered off a whole bunch of stuff here in regards to travel and, uh, and shit hitting the fan while you're traveling. Uh, does anybody have anything else to, to add? I don't want a refund now. <laughs> <laughs> Watch how many people cancel tomorrow. Why yeah. am I all blurred out? 
I feel I like know. I did something wrong. And I'm yeah, do I have an episode for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently me being king is a bad thing. Yeah, well, hey, you know what? Uh, forgot to mention I'm king, and my first uh, my first order was to blur you out. Yeah. Oh, well, it's been a great success. <laughs> yeah, perfect. It worked. I have an episode for you to watch later. Cybersecurity. Oh. <laughs> Buddy, I'm scared for episode two when that comes around. <laughs> well, it's in the works. But uh, yeah, ultimately, the whole idea of this episode was to just kind of get everybody thinking about travel and you know if something bad were to happen how to be ready for it uh certainly not trying to freak anybody out and say you know cancel your travel plans or anything like that yeah no go have fun enjoy your vacation pierre you're back now you're not blurred you're welcome and and, you know it's it's just to kind of get you thinking about if something were to happen while i'm traveling or away from home how would I deal with it? How would I get home? How would I get to a place of safety? Um, it's all the things that we talk about for, for local preparedness as well, just in an environment where you're not necessarily as comfortable. Uh, you're not necessarily speak the same language as everybody else. You might not necessarily know where everything is. So just getting that kind of in place ahead of time and just being ready for something that may not happen. Like, let's be realistic. Yeah. You, you might, hopefully you're going to go on that vacation, never have to use any of this. You're going to learn some local information from the from the locals just because you asked, and it'll be a fun thing you can bring back with you and say, "Hey, this is what I learned about the local area that really not anybody bothers to ask about," and and that's how it's going to go. But if something does go sideways on you, you're going to have that plan ready to go. You're going to know how to get to a location of safety or get to an airport or get home quickly ahead of everybody else. Because as soon as everybody else realizes something's going on, they've made that decision as well. You bet there's going to be a rush out the door. Um, So just having that mindset ahead of time, it's going to be worth it. uh, And a bunch of what we talked about was going overseas or resort or whatever. But I mean, if that's not in your budget or in your care to have as a plan for a vacation somewhere that's driving distance um depending on your vehicle if you've got a little toyota echo i wouldn't recommend putting two jerry cans in the trunk um but if you have a pickup truck um something that you could put you know store a jerry can or two of gas and when you get to your destination make sure you've you know hey you know we've got half a tank of gas Let's fill up before we get where we are so we have a full tank of gas. We don't plan on doing much traveling, a little bit of sightseeing. Won't use much. You've got those two jerry cans in case there's a, a detour you got to take on the way home. And it's not a scenario where you're sitting in a lineup for you know, six hours to try and get 20 liters of gas. And they've regulated how much gas you can get in this, that. So if you've got like a truck, you know plan ahead in those scenarios because yeah i mean it just dawned on me as we were talking like making sure you can get back home if it's somewhere that's in driving distance might not be bad if you've got a pickup truck or something that you can fit two jerry cans of gas give you half a tank of gas you've got a full tank of gas because you got there and gassed up before you got to your destination can make a world of difference compared to just being like well i'll just gas up on the way home when you know the low gas light comes on Yep. Make a big difference. Oh, exactly. Yeah. All this can apply to overseas or even just to a local trip. Uh, it's, it, it all really depends on 
where you're going and what you want to learn about the area you're going to and, and f- your familiarity with it. But all the same principles apply, whether it's like you said, Pierre, down the street or over overseas. It's getting to know the area, getting to know what uh, what's around you, and getting to know the locals in the area and, and making a few friends along the way. Uh, worst case scenario, you, you've just made a couple of friends and you carry yeah. on. Or sorry, best case scenario, not worst case scenario. Worst best case scenario, couple of friends, you move along. The, the worst friends, case scenario, like people. They are now uh, they are now trying to help you get out of dodge, right? So, it's uh, yeah, it, it applies depends. to both scenarios. So depends. I don't ultimately like new people. Ultimately, I'd like to just vacation to an island by myself, where I can be king. Yep, just be done with it. <laughs> Not a bad idea. As long as you got good ham radio signals there, right? Well, of course, yes. The first the first rule would be all ham radio is is operated by me. Yes. <laughs> first rule is all ham. Yes, all ham. Done. Yes. All ham. Done. We'll, we'll call it criteria. Ham Island. It's Ham Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Well, I know where I'm vacationing now. <laughs> I know what your awesome. Google search is going to be by next uh, week. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How do I buy an island? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Does anybody have anything else to add to uh, to the list here for uh, this evening's topic? Um, only All thing right. I'll add is don't don't be scared to still take vacations. Yeah. 100%. Just, it's... you know, I mean, you got to keep this on the back burner, you know, the thoughts. Yeah. Everybody's heard of that random scenario people getting taken this that i mean it is very unlikely that any of this will happen to you know most people that vacation you know a million people go there and one person gets kidnapped like a million to one it's not much different than buying a lottery ticket um but you know just taking some extra precautions on you know a little bit of research of the area you're going to places you may want to visit this that i mean it takes a little bit of time but i'm like it's not you know hours and hours of backbreaking labor to just yeah you know look out for yourself um is my recommendation just yeah take a take a little bit of extra time still look at family vacations you know uh those are key for your yourself you know your significant other um your kids just friends you know group of friends like every three years you guys take a vacation don't cancel the next vacation because of this episode but you know just things to look into and get and even at that point if you're going to travel in a group like split that up just be like hey you look into this you look into this you look into this so it's not overwhelming just on one person is a uh is a nice way to break that up yeah, this, this by no means should overwhelm your trip or overwhelm your plans. You shouldn't be spending every waking moment at whatever destination you are going to planning for, you know, the worst possible thing that could happen. Cause that's why, why go on the trip then, right? This is yeah. just literally to have something in the back of your mind for if this happens, I will react this way and just. Oh pre-planning a little bit but yeah by by no means do we want people to be going on vacations and sitting there the entire week or however long you're gone just researching the local area figuring out what you're going to do how you're going to react to things because the point of vacation is to go have fun but you yeah. just want to have and, and, that ability to, and, to react if need be yeah and and relax and step yeah. away oh, yeah. from you know th- that from that non-stop yeah. hustle and bustle of you know prepping that's everything you know Take yeah. that break, take that reset. Um, 
but yeah, just, you know, there are many things you should take a little gander at prior to going is, you know, we've said some weird scenarios where if you're, if you're going to travel where I'm traveling, depending on how cool you are, I may make you like vice king. If that's a thing, like whatever, you know, but just, you know, just understand where that stands. You know, I'm the king. <laughs> Can I just be in, in control of communications? That'd be great. Yeah. If it's a ham friendly area, buddy, you're in. Don't even come on down. And, and like you say about panicking and all that, not to, I mean, the old, the old, old saying continues up an ounce of prevention's worth a pound of cure. Yep. So, you know, if, like you say, you do a you do a little bit of your homework, and yep. everything will probably be just fine. Yeah, yep. and you know, if you do that research even prior to booking, not book and then do the research, you can realize that if you spend an extra hundred dollars a person, you can get to an area that may be uh, way less likely for a bad scenario to happen because that that line of where the really bad area and that you know unspoken rule of the bad doesn't happen where the tourists come you know it could be 20 kilometers away compared to a kilometer away and i'm like the odds of this ever happening are probably less you know next to none but i'm like understanding that concept that i'm like paying an extra hundred dollars and having that extra security takes a yep. bunch off your plate of if you went down a crazy rabbit hole after this episode like i did with the fucking weird cybersecurity one where I don't trust anything, but still come on the podcast. Um, right. But I'm like, just, but you know, prior to even booking, understanding that, that it's like, Hey, look, well, you know, like this resort is similar, you know, or the exact same, but it's an extra hundred dollars. But that security barrier of many scenarios yep. of this are, you know, cut down by like 70%. Like the odds of that, happening are probably slim to none but you know for a hundred dollars cutting your odds down of something bad happening by 70 percent is potentially worth it if you can you know yep. accommodate those funds like so yeah that's a good point uh, joe here in the live chat's got a good question that uh, i'll throw it to the panel here uh, do you guys think there are any world threats at the current moment that would cause you to cancel your trip uh, if it was in the next couple of months so my first question joe is where are you going in the next couple of months <laughs> uh, so you don't I, have anything to worry anything. about i don't i don't plan on going down south or taking a trip anywhere where i declare myself king so you should be good good perfect uh really any, the only major the, thing going but go ahead i was joe. gonna say any any place in the world i would probably avoid ukraine well, that's the obvious. Um, the Middle East, maybe, you know, there's, there's, there always seems to be stuff boiling up over there, and I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. There's just areas that I would like to visit, and maybe not visit right now due to current scenarios. But um, nowhere I was, I would plan on taking a trip has anything that I would significantly consider saying no but that would go back to what jeff was saying is before you leave look at certain things um you know there, there's certain parts of the world that 
I would probably consider not going to visit due to um, economics, uh, you know, disputes or whatever. Jeff mentioned yep. the Middle East. Um, I said Ukraine is a joke, but I'm actually also being kind of serious. Where you know, there's uh, there's some issues happening there that I'm like, no. But I mean, uh, as it stands right now, pretty much everywhere else in the world, I would consider. I mean, if someone else is going to pay to make me king, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, Joe says uh, Cuba. So sounds like he's heading to Cuba. So yeah, en- enjoy your trip, Joe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I put, just, put, uh, actually, put some I, of the stuff we talked about here to use, and no, I can't think I of anything that, right now. I, I know I have a buddy that just came, a uh, buddy from I work with that just came back from Cuba about two weeks ago, and he said it was best time of his life. He's like, there's no snow. There's mm-hmm. no wind chill. There's no freezing rain. Nice resort. I I, I actually know a lot of people that go to Cuba and yeah. they, they they basically say you know for Cubans their I guess gravy train if you want to call it or whatever are the tourists and the the tourists yeah. that come. So the last thing that they're going to want to do is make life difficult or miserable on yep. tourists and have a whole bunch of them say, "Fine, I'm not going to come and spend my money here." So. And- and they love Canadians. Oh yes, like one hundred percent. They love Canadians. So, like, funny side tangent. My sister was supposed to go down, or did go down, or whatever. But she was born in the states, so she has a U.S. passport. And like, yeah, they, they, she almost didn't go because they weren't allowing U.S. passports into there, even though she's Canadian, but. She was born in the States, so she had dual citizenship, but she didn't have a Canadian passport. She had a U.S. one. So I'm like, they, but they absolutely adore Canadian. I'm, I'm also just assuming he's Canadian, but yeah, they absolutely adore Canadians down there. We have been touristing there, and I, and I don't mean to say it bad as in like we're supporting their economy, but I mean, in a certain way, we are as it's a destination it's affordable. It's easy to bring the whole family. You can make it there and back safely. No problems. They love it. Enjoy the time. I wouldn't mind a cigar if you can figure out how to get them back in here. <laughs> Just saying. Yep. I, I got a wedding coming up. Again, it is a problem. It's it's nope. It's it's, 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 it's the states. It's a problem. Yeah, it's just the states. states. Well, then there should be no excuse for me to not have one for my wedding. Just saying. Ah. There you go. <laughs> Support <laughs> my cigar habit. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, if we don't have anything else, we will move into uh, the podcast challenge. So challenge for this episode, put a shit hit the fan evac plan for traveling together. Store it with your passports. So just a generic plan that could be applied across uh across the board for no matter where you're traveling and just have it in with your passports. And that way you've got something ready to go and you can review it uh, closer to the time you're actually going to travel. But it'd be kind of a good reminder to actually do that if you are got it in with your passports. All right, upcoming events. So we've got the annual Preppers Meet, again, July uh, 6th to the 9th, 2023, uh, being held in Desboro, Ontario. So uh, same location as the last couple of years. Uh, there is an announcement up now that early bird tickets will be available on April the 2nd, 2023. So uh, keep your eyes open for that. 
And uh, we've got a uh, weather blurb from Jeff. Yeah, so as I mentioned in my news uh, articles there, uh, Ontario in the northern U.S. got a pretty good ice storm last week. It was not as severe as predicted, but it did uh, still cause widespread power outages. Um, as we mentioned, you know, in St. Thomas there, it took down all the poles. Michigan still got 300,000 people without power. Um, there is uh, potential for another storm to hit tomorrow. Um, where exactly the icing, as opposed to rain, opposed to snow line, uh, will be is still a little bit in question, but I wouldn't be surprised if the same areas got um, some sort of uh, a bit of an ice storm, not as bad as the last one, but there's still going to be something, and considering that um, you know the infrastructure is already weakened, trees are already weakened, stuff like that, getting another storm like that could... Uh, could cause some issues. Um, California, funny enough, continues to get hit with a winter storm. Yes, I'm saying a winter storm in California. Uh, some places in the state have gotten snow where they have not seen snow in 40 years. Wow. Uh, um, some of the, the uh, places, uh, Sierra Nevadas and that, that kind of stuff, and even further closer to Los Angeles, but up a bit in the mountains, are expecting and seeing anywhere from five to six feet of snow. Um, wow. It's, it's, it's if, 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 if California wasn't messed up enough, this will just. That's really messed the, up. The, the, the biggest loop. So no, um, no even, travel plans to California. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And even um, some not so great places that I'll, I'll, I'll name anyways, but Portland, um, had its second snowiest day ever on record. Uh, people were literally just abandoning their cars on the interstate and walking away. Um, oh, how so, snow did it yeah. get? Um, they got ten. They got over ten inches in Portland, which is like unheard of. The internet the, inches the, or actual inches? Actual inches, believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> um, the the. When I say it's the second snowiest day, their snowiest day on record was 14 inches back in like 1890 something or what, like like we're talking like a hundred years ago. So uh, that's pretty significant for them. Uh, so it was kind of funny, but anyways, uh, funny but not funny. All I'm thinking you know I mean. is 10 inches of snow. All I'm thinking is like getting that e-brake action in. Oh yeah, around corners, <laughs> yeah. right? Like. Yeah, but I mean, is there any other way to drive with with mm -hmm. snow or with snow? You got to e-brake. Depends. Depends. If you got a Subaru, it might not be a good idea. Or if you got an all-wheel drive. Fair enough. Or rear-wheel drive <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Right? So like, I, I just I just do a little <laughs> news clip in there if anybody wants to have a read of it. But um, yeah, it's 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 certainly been. Um, I didn't put it in the notes, but it's it's certainly been an odd winter if you want to put it that way um yeah out out pierre's way um the skateway or whatever the the rideau canal, canal i guess um yeah. is not opening this year for the first time since what 70 72 73 i think yeah like 30 40 years they've got this thing on um what is it one of the radio stations where they're like yeah just like make a bet and if it opens up for a day like the Rideau Canal is the biggest man-made canal. Uh, it's like four, three and a half, four kilometers long or whatever. It's got. Oh, I thought it was more like thirteen or fourteen, whatever. but yeah. 
It's big. It's not 13 kilometers long. Is it? Well, fuck, I live here and I don't even fucking know. That mess, that mess, you're messing me up, buddy. I'm just saying, I don't think it's that long. Um, but but still, right? It's a giant man-made thing. It goes, it's in downtown Ottawa or whatever. And yeah, this is looking like one of the years where I'm like, it just has not been cold enough for it to actually freeze to open. Um, we've got, I mean, it was cold yesterday, but it was nice and warm today, even though it was below zero um, even with the wind chill or whatever, like stuff was melting because the sun was so hot. But I'm like, yeah, it doesn't look like it's opening. But it's it's a big thing. They've got, you know, a um, bunch of good hot chocolate places. They've got uh, beaver tails and everything. Like it, it's a huge thing. That I mean, we haven't taken our daughter there yet because we're still getting her to learn the skates. We got her swimming last summer, and we were hoping this year was going to be skating, but. It, I mean, the weather's just been so, so weird where I'm like, yeah, it's a fun time. I'm like, yeah, you paid $20 for a beaver tail because it's whatever. But yeah, it doesn't doesn't look like it's opening yet. And it's, it's they're, 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 they're actually saying they're, they're giving up on it for the season. They're not going to open it. Um, yeah. So we were kind of we were kind of both wrong. Uh, it's 7.8 kilometers I was going to say, I, I've just done some interning. 7.8 kilometers. And for the non-Canadian listeners, we do not eat actual beaver tails. Buddy, uh, no, you should have <laughs> left that alone and just wait for the feedback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> should have just waited for that feedback. I know I should have, but I just, I don't want to wade through the emails of, oh my God, do you eat actual beaver tails? No. <laughs> don't knock it till you try it. it all they I'm are fantastic. Say. They are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But. The real ones are the ones we're talking about for the Americans. I'm waiting for the emails. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, it, it's it's just been a weird winter up here. It's oh. been ninety percent of the snow has melted before more snow came, and yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to open. And yeah, it's the first time in a very long time. Uh, I'm just happy we didn't spend millions of dollars making stupid rink on parliament hill this year at least <laughs> oh boy monday nights peter monday nights <laughs> yeah all right so uh next couple segments uh deal of the week anybody have anything i didn't put anything in there if we don't we'll skip it oh. well we're gonna skip it because i didn't know i didn't look sure. through my things yeah that's fine i didn't put anything in there either uh shout outs anybody got any shout outs Perfect. Oh, All right. And emails, iTunes reviews. We don't, uh, don't have any emails in there to read. So uh, with that, I will bring episode number 196 of the Canadian Prepper podcast to an end. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or of course your favorite podcast app. I think we're pretty much on all of them now. Uh, please help us out, submit a review. It does help other people find us and it gives me something to read in the segment above. Until uh, the government says, oh, sorry, that's Monday night. <laughs> Monday, Monday, Jeff. Monday, Monday. Yeah. Monday. Uh, do I do have an episode for you? <laughs> 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 we do record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube. If you want an early peek at the shows, uh, please subscribe to the U YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. Uh, that gives you an alert when we are going live. Uh, if you want to reach me, you can get me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca or I am frequently on the Discord. Um, if you want to get a hold of kind of me, but 
you'll get a hold of Mel off the walk smizing all the socialist medias and uh, at Gmail. Uh, I'm technically on the Discord for CPP, but like I'm never on there. But if you need a hold of me, uh, do the at thing, which is like the email thing, or PM me. Because, uh, yeah, I got to work on a shirt for someone that said, like, hey, we need your help. And I'm like, there's so many notifications. I was like, I forgot about it for like a few days. And I was like, I'm, I, I can't deal with it. <laughs> Um, you can also find me Monday nights on the other CPP on YouTube's, um, where I talk about why I gov- critique the government and a few subjects we may have touched tonight that we said we're not touching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, please check out uh, Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. You can get me there on the live chat while you're buying some prepper gear. You can also email me at uh, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. So uh, thanks for joining us this evening. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe. And keep learning. 